this month here in church on Sunday morning, we've been asking the question, based on the old 1865 Christmas carol, what child is this? What child is this uh, who lays to rest uh, on Mary's lap is sleeping? And so our first Sunday in December, we learned that this child is God. The next Sunday, we learned that this child is man. Last Sunday, we learned that this child is king. And today, we read part of what we call the Christmas story. There in Matthew chapter 1, we understand that this is the word that was given to Joseph, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, he was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins." This child is not only God, this child is not only man, this child is not only king, but this child is Savior. He's Savior. It's interesting that the name Jesus that's given was, from what we understand, a common name. It's akin to the name, the Old Testament name, Joshua. Joshua in the New Testament days, the equivalent Jesus, it means Savior. And the angel said to Joseph that this baby, this Savior, Jesus, is going to save his people. He's going to save his people. That baby in the manger, that baby that was born in Bethlehem, Yes, fully God and fully man. Yes, he's the king, not just of the Jews, but the king of the ages, the king of eternity, the king of the universe. But he's savior. The word save there in verse 21, he shall save. It's, it's the word in the Greek language, sozo, and that's an interesting word. It doesn't just mean, as we understand, but it, 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 it means to save, but more specifically, it means to rescue, to deliver. It's the same word used in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be, there's that word again, saved, rescued, delivered. It means to restore even. Our world, our world, this church, our city, your neighborhood and mine are filled with people who need to be saved. 
They need to be rescued. They need to be redeemed. They need to be delivered. They need to be restored. They need to be healed. You say, preacher, how do you know that? Why do you say that? That everybody, even in this room, because ladies and gentlemen, none of us can argue with the fact that all of us, all of us need a Savior. It's interesting. I want to just leave with you just a moment that Jesus as Savior saves us, first of all, from sin. In fact, that's what the angel said in verse 21. He shall save his people from their sins. You see, the greatest enemy that you and I have today is not poverty. It's not some sort of affliction. The greatest enemy and the greatest tragedy of the human experience is that we are all sinners. We're sinners. That means that we have violated the law of God and broken the heart of God. We're sinners by birth. We're sinners by nature. We're sinners by choice. If you're old enough to understand what I'm saying today, surely you understand that inside of us is a never-dying soul. You and I have a conscience, and you know that we have broken God's Word, God's law, God's heart. All of us have sinned and come short, Romans 3 says, of the glory of God, that mark of perfection that God is worthy of. None of us have ever achieved it, and we have woefully fallen short. But the angel said to Joseph, I want you to know that Jesus, the Savior, is going to save people from sin. He's going to deliver from sin. Sins that we commit in private, sins that we commit in public, sins that are habitual sins, sins that condemn us and grieve our own conscience at times, sins that embarrass us, sins that we hide and keep private. Jesus delivers and rescues and saves from the power of sin. Jesus saves and delivers and rescues from the presence of sin and the penalty of sin and the power that sin has in our lives. And only one person can break the hold that sin has over any one of us, and that's Jesus Christ. No wonder, no wonder uh, uh, the writer of the Christmas carol said, God, rest ye, merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember, remember, Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. There's only one who can deliver and save and rescue from Satan's power. That's not a preacher. It's not a priest. It's not a religious movement. It's not some relative. It's not some, some spiritual guru or expert. No, dear friend, there's only one in this universe that can deliver from Satan's power, and that's Jesus Christ. He saves from sin. But then he saves not only from sin, 
Jesus saves from self. He saves us from ourselves. He delivers us from ourself. You see, my greatest enemy I have and experience every day is the man I do battle with. And that's the man I look at every single morning in the mirror. I battle with myself and you battle with yourself more than you battle with anybody else or any other person. And when I said yes to Jesus and he came into my life and he saved me, he not only saved me from sin, but ladies and gentlemen, glory to God, he saves us from self, from the self-life. And how many of you know that the self-life is a very disappointing, unfulfilling life? It overpromises and underdelivers. But Jesus saves us from sin. Jesus, the Savior, saves us from self. And then I end with this. The glory to his name. One day, Jesus, the Savior, is going to save us from suffering and from sorrow. And all, all painful things, all hurtful things, all sad things. As Ethan sang that song last Sunday morning, there's a line that said, one day, one day, this baby is going to make all sad things untrue. You understand that, and that resonates with you and me today because gracious day, we live in a broken, busted, messed up world. And it doesn't look like from an earthly perspective that it's getting any better at all. But one day, one day when he does return, one day when he does set up his kingdom of righteousness and kingdom of perfection, one day when he calls you and I out of this world, all sad and bad and negative and hurtful and hateful things are going to be untrue they're not going to be a reality but the grand and glorious reality is going to be perfection glorification in his presence all because of Jesus the Savior so my question to you today do you know him as Savior like, oh, I know about Jesus, Christian. I, I, I can rattle off all kinds of facts and things about Jesus. I know about Jesus. Do you know him personally? Every single one of us is in need of him. One of the most popular, if not the most popular, movie, motion picture, film series right now is 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 the marvel the marvel movies the marvel movies you know why they're so popular because there's something about a superhero <laughs> that resonates with human beings right if we're honest we all understand we all know you and I are limited in what we can do 
And one of the things that we battle, we not only battle with our circumstances and being at peace with our circumstances, but we battle being at peace with ourselves. And if we're thinking people and honest people, we know we need somebody stronger than us to rush in and come in and all. Wouldn't it be wonderful? Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be unbelievable and awesome if there really was somebody... (laughs) who was a superhero who could come in and save the day, who could come in and reverse the wrong and right every wrong and make everything right again. I want you to know Jesus is more than a superhero. He didn't wear a cape. No, he, he took on a cross. He didn't have to come out of a phone booth. He came out of a grave. And he's not just able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. <laughs> he's not just more powerful than a locomotive. <laughs> He has all power. And this creator, all-powerful king died. And died a criminal's death that was not his to die. And in dying that death, he took my sin and yours. And he took my place and yours. And he shed his blood for the redemption and deliverance and salvation of mankind. And you can know him today. And I invite all of you, everyone who was broken, everyone who has been unfaithful, everyone who is a sinner, everyone who is messed up, <laughs> everyone who has messed up, everybody who's ashamed and embarrassed and confused and frustrated. The old song, the old carol, Oh, come all ye faithful. Well, Christian, what if I'm not faithful? What if my record is not impeccable? Does Jesus still want me to come to him? What if I'm, I'm like little Hermie and Rudolph? I'm, what if I belong on the island of misfit people and broken people? <laughs> yeah. I say this to you today, dear friend, if that's you, you're in good company. Because the rest of us are there too. And Jesus still says, come unto me. All who are weary and heavy laden, come unto me. Come to Jesus today. Give him your burden. Give him your sin. Give him your frustration. Give him your confusion. And let him work in your life. He came to save. And he wants to save you.